0: you're listening to the weekly wrap-up on spot money news hello and welcome back to this week's weekly wrap-up here on spot money news i'm your host jeff rutherford and on the line today we have our chairman mr eric sprott good
1: morning eric how you doing jason good to be here crazy crazy week let's talk about it i know
0: so let's start off right off on monday Happy Monday, everybody. Markets were reeling at the beginning of the week, as pretty much all markets kind of took a dive. Meanwhile, we have uh, the St. Louis Fed, James Bullard, still maintaining the Fed's extend pretend mantra and and saying that the U.S. economy still has firm footing. How on earth could he say this when all this is happening across
1: the world, let alone in the U.S.? What are your thoughts on that, Eric? One of the chairmen of the ECB was said at one time, in the final analysis, one of the necessities of being a central banker is to lie. Uh, As you know, they uh, lead the chorus here and always have to suggest that things are great because they want people to be in a good mood so they spend their money. And of course, they're always going to say everything's fine. And I think anybody looking at the financial landscape today realizes things are not fine. As witness uh, the the actual crash of, and the suspension of trading in in the markets on Monday and in the very very upsetting uh, follow through on the Tuesday one, I think the Dow was up something like five hundred but closed down two hundred at which point uh the that the Fed stepped in, I think provided something like eighteen billion in, in reverse repos to the to the dealers and uh, they got the market up. I think the the question one has to ask themselves is this the start of something? And I suspect it is the start of something because for most companies, the revenues aren't there, the earnings aren't there, the ability of people to spend money isn't there all across the board. And all the emerging economies are really having a very, very difficult time. And collectively, they're important to the world economy. World trade is falling I mean, pretty well everything you read suggests we're going into a contraction and it's very difficult to see stock prices going up in a contraction. So my guess is that the follow through to the previous week's decline and this week's possible net increase, we haven't finished the day yet, that we'll see a continuing decline of the stock market I was reading an interesting article about some of the hedge funds that have these various techniques of smoothing out their their risk profiles and almost in all cases, it necessitates that they sell a lot of stock because of the volatility. It's gone absolutely crazy. I mean, the biggest trade of the year was the VIX index going from 12 to 53 in probably less than two weeks, which is the volatility index or the fear index, if you will. So I think uh, we have some a very unsettling times ahead for us in the stock market.
0: So Eric, let's move over to another hot topic this week, and it's the ongoing economic issues in China. So China, which has been doing this for a while now, has stepped up their dumping of U.S. Treasuries on the market, which seems to be some sort of mirage as far as the mainstream media is concerned because no one is talking about it. But in any event, this all follows the devaluation of the Yuan this summer. So Eric, what are your thoughts in terms of what we're seeing in China this
1: week? Well, obviously China needs money to defend the Yuan, And, of course, the easiest source of money has been selling U.S. security, U.S. debt securities. And as you might have seen, the People's Bank of China was blaming the Fed for their problems. So I think we'll continue to see pressure on bond yields through Chinese selling and emerging market selling. And the, the biggest surprise might be if interest rates went up because of market responses, let alone uh, central bank responses. And as we've already seen, the central bank in China kind of lost control of the market. It's debatable whether the central bank in the U.S. has lost control of the market. I mean, we've seen one hell of a correction here. If it gets restarted again, I mean, there's going to be hell to pay here. We we have such a disaster in pension funds being underfunded already. But if you take huge swaths of their portfolio and knock those down and then the yields go higher and they start losing on their bond positions, boy, it'll be an unprecedented uh, underfunding of pensions here. So um, the Chinese... Uh, have a battle on their hands. Their economy is obviously very weak. We can see it by car sales or uh, prices of commodities, uh, various other electricity consumption, all of which are showing very, very weak developments there. So let's face it, the Chinese economy is weak. Most Japan's as flat as a pancake. It's hard to imagine that there's any growth going on in the world to speak of. I mean, everything suggests it's weakening. So. I think China might be playing uh, this SDR card because they weren't included in the basket. Maybe they just dumped their their, uh, U.S. bonds. It would be interesting to us if they continued to announce that they were purchasing gold. As you know, they announced in July they purchased 19 tons. I don't know when we'd get the announcement for August, but uh, maybe sometime late next week or early the week after. That would be really interesting that they reported another purchase of gold because at the rate they're purchasing, they're purchasing an extra, theoretically, 6% of the uh, world's gold supply out of nowhere. Theoretically, although I believe they've been doing it all along, just not reporting it. So it's uh, obviously we got a a bit of a chaotic mess in China there, and it's it's certainly affecting other countries. And uh, I think we are in the midst of a currency war, notwithstanding a little bit of uh, temporary stability in the yuan rate. And we've seen crazy things going on. We saw the price of oil up ten percent yesterday. Silver up one percent and a half. When gold did nothing. I mean, it's, it's really hard to uh, to explain a lot of the things that are happening. Um, I, I might close by talking about Gold and Silver. As you are aware, we have the uh, COMEX options expiry, and typically they like to knock things down for options expiry so they can just clear the table of uh, any potential gains that anyone had. Uh, we get got our LBMA options, I think they expire on Monday. So I think we'll have clear sailing after that. There's this constant theme that you know, people go in and buy the options and then they go up the metals go up and then of course all the dealers are selling the options and they on on expiry they knock the prices down. Which is just like sweeping the table every three months and, and reaping these unbelievable rewards. I think from a physical point of view we're hearing uh, all sorts of comments on shortages of silver coins and premiums moving up and delays in shipments and back ordering at mints. So um, it, it doesn't. You don't have to be a genius to figure out that you should have some money in gold and silver here with the chaos that's uh, going on in all financial markets, whether it's bonds, high yield credit, stock markets. Uh, there's been a lot of craziness going on, all brought about by of course by zero interest rates and printing money. The, I think the, uh, the, the supposed rate increase in September is off the table. The same rate increase we've been talking about for four years. That every time they talk about it, people think they should be selling gold because we've had gold go down now, almost $800 from its high because of some threatened rate increase that's never materialized. And I certainly don't think there'll be any rate increase that we can imagine this year or next year for that matter because my own analysis suggests we're in an economic decline here. And that's the last thing that the Fed is likely to do. They'll keep talking about it, but I don't think they'll do it. So hopefully we'll, uh, we'll look for better things to happen in the precious metals market. There's no doubt that people looking at the chaos out there have an interest in gold and silver. The coin sales of the mint have been strong. Uh, everything we hear in the, uh, in the non-mainstream media suggests that demand is strong. We could get some interesting data out of uh, China maybe late next week, early next week and uh, that might uh, set the tone for gold and silver but I still, of course, am a hearty believer in having that in your portfolio.
0: Well, Eric, let's hope that things kind of pick up and as usual, we always appreciate your insight here on Weekly Wrap-Up and we look forward to speaking to you in the weeks to come. Hey, Jeff, all of us. Hope for a great week. Thanks. thanks, sir. And to our listeners, thank you for listening. This is Jeff Otherford for the Weekly Wrap-Up here on Spot Money News. Have a great weekend.